Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Look at you sitting over there with a Bible in your hand. What's, what's your Bible open to today, buddy? My Bible is open, shockingly, to Matthew chapter 3. Shockingly? Well, who would have thought? English Standard Version, we're going to read the first six verses today as we continue to talk about John, who went forth baptizing. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, John wore a garment of camel's hair, and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. So in my Bible, Edwin, it says he's John the Baptist, and in verse 6, all these folks were coming out and were being baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. What's the deal with baptize and baptism? What are we talking about here? John, okay, so when we have in the text in Matthew 3, John the Baptist, it's very literally John the Baptist. Uh, Ioannes ha baptistes. Mm -hmm. It's just an alliteration of that Greek word baptistes. And here it just basically means one who baptizes. That that ending, the I-S-T ending, the istes Mm -hmm. ending in Greek, but even in English, the ist, I-S-T ending, usually uh, highlights a person who is doing the thing. So an artist artist is one who makes art. A dramatist is someone who performs drama. Uh, A a theist Mm -hmm. is someone who believes in God. An Mm -hmm. atheist is someone who does not. It's someone who performs the activity that is mentioned there. And so here, what we're saying about John is that he was a person who baptized. And in the Gospels, he is baptizing with a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, but very specifically saying, now you need to be looking for someone else yeah, who is coming. that's right. This is not the end. This is not, this is not the end of the road. I'm telling you, I'm doing this for now, but something else and someone else is coming. Yeah. And of course, yeah. we, could, we could get into Acts and see where there were people who were baptized in John's baptism that had to be baptized again, but in Jesus's name. Because the baptisms are different, so we wouldn't we wouldn't want to be confused and attribute all of the theology and history of various Baptist denominations today, and read all that back into this word. Oh no! In Matthew chapter three, no, no, no. There were no. Is, I mean, that's one denomination on a yeah. list of numerous denominations that did not even come into existence until we get to the fifteen hundreds and beyond. Yeah. So there's none of those denominations yeah. are at all involved. None of those creed books and doctrines would at all be involved in this. It literally just means John. The one who baptizes. The one who was baptizing. Yeah. And, and, and then, so you could and translate then, it John the Baptizer. You could, but you can you can just as easily translate it John the Baptist. It's the uh, Baptist. It's just a transliteration, is all it is. Yeah. And so, and it identifies the people that he was baptizing, and who his baptism was targeted for: mm-hmm. the Jews, the Jewish population, as you already mentioned, in fulfillment and obedience to his call of repent and prepare for God coming, for the Lord coming. That was what we discussed yesterday. Yes. 
Yes, that's exactly so, what's happening here. All right, so that's kind of who he's not, I guess, in a way. <laughs> let's let's talk let's talk about who he is. We have some identifying markers that you read for us in verse five, verses four and five. I got to tell you, I think if I was there in the Judean wilderness and I met John, I sure would remember it. He's a strange fella. He's, he's a strange looking fella. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Duck. However, it's a very distinct. Kind of clothing. Okay. Okay. In fact, here, let me let me set the stage for you. Back in Second Kings chapter one, oh. we mentioned um, a couple of the kings of Judah, Judah yesterday. yesterday. Here's one, Ahaziah. Now, okay, so he is the son of King Ahab. This is northern kingdom in the divided kingdom era. You're right. This is king of Israel. Thank you for correcting me on that. (laughs) The guys yesterday were kings of Judah. That's right. Yesterday was Judah, but this is a king of Israel. This is northern kingdom of Israel. Yes. Northern Northern kingdom Israel, yeah. Yeah, so Ahab's son Ahaziah fell through a lattice in his upper chamber in Samaria, and he lay sick. So he sent messengers telling them, go inquire of Baal Zebub, the god of Ekron. What? I know. Why would he? Ekron's a Philistine town. Baal's a false god. Huh. Okay, well, I'm just doing a little color commentary. Keep reading. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, Is it because there is no god in Israel that you are going to inquire of Baal Zebub, the god of Ekron? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elijah went. The messengers returned to the king, and he said to them, Why have you returned? Uh, the issue, of course, is he could tell, Well, this should have taken you much longer. How he did got you... back too fast. Yeah. So they yeah. said to him, There came a man to meet us and said, Go back to the king who sent you and say to him, Thus says Yahweh, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Baal, Zebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We know who the man was. Yeah. But he apparently did not give his name to the messengers. And so they couldn't just say Elijah came. They said a man, a man. came. Mm-hmm. And Ahaziah is trying to figure out who it is. Well, he's he, actually got a bit of an idea. He wants to know who it is because he sure hates this message. And number for two reasons. Number one. Because he can die. It's bad news. You're going to die. <laughs> but number two, how's it, how's it all get set up? The, the message included, you went to the wrong source to ask your question. Yeah. So that so he's got an idea. Well, this must not have been any of the, the guys working down at the Temple of Baal Zebub. Yeah. Okay, so he asked this question. Well, what kind of man was he who came to meet you and told you these things? And they answered him, and here's the key. He wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather about his waist. That's all they told him. That You know, they didn't, mm-hmm. there, there's no names, there's no, well, we know he came from this town. There's none of that. All he did was tell him the clothes that the man was wearing. And Ahaziah says, huh, I know who that is. Yeah. It's a very distinctive garb. It's a look. He he said, that's Elijah the Tishbite. Mm -hmm. I I want us Mm -hmm. to think through that because he was able to tell just by what the man was wearing, which man it was. And now we find John. And what is John wearing? Sounds a lot like that. He's clothed in camel's hair. He has a leather belt around his waist. It's the exact same getup. And so Ahaziah was able to tell just by the clothes that the one man was wearing that that's Elijah. Now that we're told the clothes that this man is wearing, what do you think we're supposed to realize about this guy? 
Well, he sounds like Elijah. This is Elijah. Now, I don't mean by that that it's a resurrected or Elijah. Re- or reincarnated. Or a reincarnated yeah, it's not Elijah. That. What this is, is the person who is walking in the footsteps of Elijah. And that's super important because we actually have a prophecy about that. Yeah, it turns us back to another prophetic element, another prophetic fulfillment. So when we looked at the message of John the Baptist, all right, Isaiah 40, fulfillment. But this association with Elijah takes us to that final prophet of the Old Testament canon, Malachi, and the closing words of uh, Malachi, uh, let's see, where is it, chapter, is it in chapter four? Mm-hmm. Sure enough. That's what I thought. Chapter four, beginning of verse, verse five. Verse four. Oh, okay, verse five. Uh, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. The Old Testament canon ends with this promise of sending Elijah and sending Elijah with this message about changing the hearts of the people to prepare for the coming of the Lord. And it's not just to prepare for the coming of the Lord in the sense of all this glory is going to be here. It's preparing for the coming of the Lord because if they don't prepare for the coming of the Lord, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's judgment. Judgment and utter destruction. And I think that this decree, this curse, is similar to when they were going into the promised land under Joshua and things were devoted to destruction. Mm Mm-hmm. He says, I will do the same thing to you mm. that I did to the Philistines and yeah. the, all of the Canaanites, all those various ites that were in the land when I gave it to you. I will devote you to destruction just as I did them if this repentance does not take place. We're seeing that being fulfilled. I, here's what I think is so outstanding about this is that we have a lot of pl- passages here in Matthew, and we've seen it for the first three chapters, where Matthew will just say, this was to fulfill this passage. Right. This was to fulfill this, you know, this prophet who said this. this here's this really neat little, let me, just, let me just drop this thing in and see if you're paying attention. I'm yeah. not going to tell you this is to fulfill this passage. I'm actually going to make you work at this one. I'm going to make you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. That sounds familiar. I know that guy. That guy is Elijah. Wait a minute. Wasn't there a promise about an Elijah? What, what was that promise? And the promise is, look, you, the, the children right. need to turn to the fathers, the fathers to the children. And that's, that's an idiomatic expression of repentance, yeah. of change, of being concerned about the legacy of God's people, of, of raising up children who are going to serve the Lord Absolutely. and children honoring the parents so that they will serve the Lord. That's what all of that refers to there. And he's saying, if that doesn't happen... There's going to be destruction and judgment. I, here, here's the thing for me. I have often noticed that issue about repentance, children of the fathers, father of children, because his message was repent. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I, I've actually very commonly missed that last bit, that if you don't, it's going to be judgment. We're, we're actually right here at the beginning of Matthew set up wondering what's going to happen next. Elijah has come. He is giving the warning He is calling them to repentance. Will they do it and everything be okay, or will they not and they get judged? Well, and as we move through the chapter in the next couple of uh, discussions, we're going to see that John himself 
talks about it pretty explicitly, this idea of dividing and of judgment for those that reject his message and reject the coming of the Lord, reject Jesus. I don't want to act like we don't know how this ends up. Well, yeah, we may have read Matthew once or twice before. But. So, you know, there's, there's two things that I think we need to recognize about this, is that on the one hand, while some repent, what right. we're going to find is in general they don't repent. Yeah. And what that causes is the crucifixion of Jesus. Yeah. And in one sense, what is happening there is the judgment of God promised here in Malachi is actually poured out on Jesus. Right. As the representative of Israel, as the representative of the spiritual Israel, as the representative of all those who did repent, he dies. He takes that judgment for them. Yes. In in that sense. And so when we are in Jesus Christ, that judgment that's promised here is actually poured out on him instead of on us. Right, right. But for those who did not repent, we have this second aspect, and, and that's AD 70. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't repent. In fact, Jesus mentions this on his way to the cross. If this is how you guys are going to act when the green tree is here, how are you going to act in the dry? Yeah, that's He's right. talking about the fact judgment is coming. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets. I would have gathered you like a hen gathers her chicks, but you would have none of it. Right. Your town is going to be left to you desolate. Right, right. And so that decree, that utter destruction actually came in AD 70 when Rome conquered and destroyed Jerusalem. Some of John's words are going to be full of hope, some quite ominous, but he needs to be heard and uh, and he needs to be obeyed, a true prophet of God. And we need to remember there are the two sides of that. Yeah, yeah. We need to remember there's a choice we have to make. Appreciate so much you uh, sharing some time with us today in this devotion ring of Matthew chapter 3. Go over to our Facebook group, Text Talk Facebook group, uh, or send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your message. Thank you, Father, for the messengers, those that you chose, like John the Baptist, who stood up in their hour and in their day to speak your truth as you move them, Father. We love reading this chapter and seeing the plan unfold and prophetic expectations fulfilled. It's very exciting, but it's also quite frightening to see that when people were given the choice, so many would choose against you and against your word. Father, help us to be humble and circumspect in our day-to-day. May we choose to be obedient to the word and glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.